So I'm going to save a lot of this for our rivalry roundtable section, but I don't know if in the two plus years that we've been doing this podcast, um, if there has ever been a time where I am ready to say that I feel like the Chicago Bears are in a better position than the Green Bay Packers. But like that is how low I am on this franchise right now. Like I I don't know if I've ever said that. And people are going to be like, oh, well, you're overreacting this. You're overreacting that. I'm not. Like, I'm just, after this last week, I am broken. Like, this is a broken man on this podcast. For the first time, I think probably ever. Like, I am legitimately broken when it comes to my NFL football team. Wow. I just am. Wow. You know. And with that, a very hearty welcome to week six. We are in week six of the NFL season. After this week, it's crazy to say, but we will be one-third of the way through the NFL season. Slow down. Pump the brakes. We love football. See, this is the problem. When f- Waiting for football to get here is always like... Well, it seems like it takes forever. Yeah, and then when it's here, because, you know, I just wish we could spread it out a little bit. Like... You know, maybe some games... I know college football owns Saturdays, but maybe like a couple games Saturday night, a couple games on Sunday, a couple games on Monday, you know, maybe Thursday and Friday. I just... The Tuesday, Wednesday is just like a really low... This, But having the pod helps. Right. Well, and it helps right now because you got playoff baseball. We got playoff <laughs> baseball yeah. on right now. We got right. the Braves and the Phillies. The battle of the AL East there in the ATL. So, like, right now it helps that, like, you got stuff on every day. But I agree. And, like, okay, so. But on the other hand, it helps, like, you got Thursday NFL, especially for you right. this week. Um, Then you have college all day on Saturday. Then, I mean, for the last couple of weeks, at 8.30 in the morning, wake up, you got football. Right. Um. So, just let's jump right in. Um, you know, we have our show notes that we normally like go down the list for. Um, and the first thing, man, like I am just super, super frustrated. And I mean, I vented last week to you that I'm just done with Tom Brady. I'm done with all this news about his divorce. I'm done with all this news about, oh, well, Tom Brady is such this great competitor. And then Tom Brady gets tackled and they throw a flag. Yeah. Like he... I do not think they could have tackled him any softer. And I think that this would have been a bigger issue if not come Monday night. There was even a bigger right roughing the passer call in that Chiefs-Raiders game, which we'll get to. But clearly right now in the NFL, officials are struggling with roughing the passer calls. Because you look, okay, the 201, the second concussion... Was not called roughing the passer. Yeah. So, how was that not roughing the passer? And what happened to Tom Brady was roughing the passer. Now, and, and the thing about that roughing the passer call was it ended the football it game. Cha- yeah. And honestly, if Atlanta gets the football back. You never know. I, it's only a six-point game. Yep. Like, I mean, I honestly think Atlanta goes down scores win the football game. And it like you're sitting here, and like th- there needs to be some clarity because you had the Rogers rule, which was that you can't put the full body weight 
on the quarterback. Which again, you can't lead with your head to tackle. You, you're, we don't like we teach people to wrap up and follow through to the ground. Like that's how you right. are taught to. How are you supposed to tackle a quarterback? In the NFL in 2022. And if you're not supposed to, then just put flags on them. And this is, I think, the hardest position to play in football is on the defensive side. 100%. Corners get called for pass interference when, for and the problem is it's for poorly thrown footballs. Yep. Quarterback underthrows the receiver. All the receiver has to do is attempt to go back to the ball. What's the cornerback supposed to do? Yep. You know, it's a very hard position to play in football. And right now, you're seeing it's changing games. These refs are changing the game. And to me, that's a big issue. And if you look at the dynamics of football, because then you also counteract with what happened to Kenny Pickett early in that game at Buffalo. Right. Where he's trying to slide. He's sliding. Not only is he sliding, he's sliding almost towards the sideline. And then the Bills, I just leads hot. Okay, that, yes, absolutely. That is a penalty. You have a guy who smacks a quarterback three or four steps after he releases the ball. Right. I have no problem with that, especially when it's coming from the blind side. Right. We don't need Joe Theismann part two yep. coming out here. But the problem is, is that there has to be some consistency here. Because if simply wrapping up a guy and they didn't go low, nope. they didn't try to roll his knees, they they tackled him around his waist and finished to the ground. It was a textbook on how you want to tackle. And I guarantee you, if that happens to any other quarterback besides Tom Brady, there's no flag. There's no flag. No, no there's chance. There's no flag. And it's starting to get really frustrating now to the point where it's called getting goaded. Like, it's a running thing now. Like, you all, you got goaded. They have to stop. Yep. They have to stop. Another thing that people need to stop doing is all of this going for two. Analytics. Analytical just, I'm so sick. I mean, how many games are we going to have in an NFL season where simply, if teams were to take the points, they were to win the game. Right. You see it all the time where you're going for it on fourth down. Like in the in the Raiders-Chiefs game, when they go for it on fourth down and get stopped. It's like you take the points there, it makes it even worse. And to me, I just don't, I don't get it. I don't understand it. Um, I feel like they're relying too much on these analytics and these analytic consultants and it's all in this like i mean i watched something man i want to say it was at some point on monday where they're talking about oh well on fourth and goal you have a 50 56 percent chance of taking of converting through the air and 48 percent of chance of converting on the ground okay but what's the field goal percentage there right because then you also have to count in the momentum shift that's there. And it's just it's mind-blowing to me that these guys continue right. to just try. And Harbaugh is probably the worst example of it in Baltimore. That you just have right. constant decisions that you're like, dude, no. And that you have in the Chargers game with Keenan Allen tweeting from home, what are we doing? Right. Like these decision-makings... 
and I get that number, like the numbers exist for a reason. That over the span of time, here's what has played out. Right, but how many of those situations, okay, on fourth and two, you're this likely to convert. But how many of those are in you either convert or the game's over situations. Right. Not in the third quarter where the numbers say to do, like, it just, it does not make sense to me. No. Take the points. Exactly. Play football. Yep. I, and to me, relying too much on this, and you saw it last season with Baltimore. You know, the amount of games that they are like, oh, we're going to go for it. Um, we think it puts us in a better position to win. We're going to go for two. How many times did that happen? Twice to Baltimore last year. And it just, it is affecting the game. But to me, these coaches need to start thinking outside the analytics. You got to start thinking, all right, if I put points on the board here, I'm going to have more of an opportunity to put pressure on this team and try to force them to score touchdowns as opposed to, oh, if we go for it, then all of a sudden it changes the momentum and it changes the game. We're simply taking points. I mean, look, even just on that, uh, which game? It was the Eagles-Cardinals game this last week. Hey, you have to hit a field goal in pressure situation. Because no matter what, one point, two point, like, oh, well, we don't want the Okay, how how often do we have kicker problems in the NFL? Right. All the time. Yep. That now all of a sudden, hey, take the points, make the other team beat you, don't beat yourself in situations where you should take points. Yep. It's, it's simply like, you know, if you got fourth down and eight and you kick a field goal and the other team was offside. You don't take points off the board. That's been a rule forever. You don't take points off the board. And now all of a sudden, teams are like, oh, well, we're just going to take points off the board. And it's seemingly, I get that they're paying. Can you imagine how much they're paying for these guys? I, I, I would love to know. You know, I mean, imagine if it's your job and you get paid probably at least six figures to say, well, here's what you should do. Hypothet, it's all hypothetical. Right. It's all hypothetical. They can't see into the future. There's no, no crystal ball. Because how much of it, okay, is your matchup? Because you got a fourth down and two from the 37. You got to get two yards with your run game. Well, what what if your interior line isn't playing well that day? Right. What if they have a Kenny Clark nose tackle that's plugging a gaps? It's uh. The old numbers never lie. Numbers lie. Yep. And it's starting to get in the way of NFL football. Um, we we touched on a hit in this game earlier, but man, the Buffalo Bills. Yep. I would say probably the most complete performance of the week from start to finish. Granted, it helps when you can bust like. 160 plus yards of offense in two plays. When Gabe Davis was sitting on my fantasy football bench and one of my Isn't that two weeks in a row? I'm 0 and 5, Josh. Knock knock. 0 and 5. Yeah. Yeah. Um and, and here's the shame of it all, man. <laughs> Kenny Pickett's not playing bad. Well, he had the interception, okay? But he threw for 327 yards. How much worse could this be with Mitchell Trubisky? I okay. You want to hear my opinion on this? I just think you are ruining this kid's confidence 
But you could have said the same thing for Justin Fields last yeah, year. Yeah, I understand. And, and that's where I think, like, okay. Because the Steelers are not going to compete in the NFC North. Exactly where the Bears were last year with Justin Fields. Because with Kenny Pickett, you know you're not competing in that division. You're not going to compete. So instead of wasting a year, let them go. Because this, you're right. How much worse could it be? I don't know if it could be worse. But here's the other side of that coin. I don't think it can be any better. Because the problem is the Steelers are a one-dimensional team. They only had 54 yards rushing. Najee Harris only averaged 1.8 yards per carry. That's not going to do it, guys. Like, there's your problem. We've talked about it with Justin Fields. Is hey, you have to you have to be able to block. You have to be able. Uh, every single side of your offense has to be there. And right now, the Steelers' offensive line, uh, that ain't it. Right, yo. I mean, and the thing about this too is like. Everybody looked at Najee Harris as one of the top perennial running backs in the NFL. Well, if you have a one-dimensional team and all you can do is throw the football, you're not helping yourself. You know, I, I like you said, Fitz, Pittsburgh, they're not going to be competing for that division. Um, they're struggling. The injuries on the defensive side of the ball, losing Watt was huge. Um it's just been a struggle in Pittsburgh, and we're not used to seeing that, right? We're no, not- that, that's a franchise that you know we're, we're used to eight. You know, five hundred is a bad year for the Steelers, right. and so. It, but again, I think w- what has been the you know the key factor in those Steelers teams is it's been the Big Bens there, right. and whatever you know trouble he had off the field. Okay, but on the field he was that presence right. that you could trust. And now, yeah, they have to find that new guy. Yep. But I mean, this Buffalo team, man, like this Sun Sunday with them and the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. I mean, I because all right, let's be real. The Bills really weren't challenged at all this Sunday. And I mean, you look, all right, so Beat the Steelers 38-3. Had that comeback win in Baltimore. That weird game in Miami. But like we've talked about, nobody plays well in Miami. Stomp the Titans. Stomp the Rams. So you take away that one trip to Miami. And again, no one plays well in Miami. No one. I mean, the Bills are starting to look like the Bills of last year. Right. And I get Cowboys-Eagles as the Sunday night game. I wish they could flop them, man. Because I I really think this Chiefs-Bills game is the best game of the weekend. But honestly, though, I think we're underestimating that Dallas-Philly game. I know. And I... Well, we're going to get to the Eagles. Yeah. But, like, huge... I mean, 20 of 31, 424 yards, four touchdowns a pick, and a 134 QBR. Yeah. I... If he's not the MVP this year, right? I, I don't know. Again, we're five weeks in, but right now, who else is even close in the conversation? Right, and I would I would say the next guy is the one with team we were just talking about. Do we look at Jalen Hurts I, and maybe what he's done for Philly? Cooper Rush? I, yeah, joking. I Never lost in the right. NFL, but I this Bills team. I feel like they're more complete than last year, and I feel like they are on more of a mission. Right. That to have been so close last year and to have it, I mean, really, like you think about this offense, they never even got a shot. 
NFL change your playoff rules. Yeah. Um, but I I mean I would not bet against uh, this Bills team ever. Um, boy, are the Denver Broncos just in a really really bad place? I I don't think there's anyone that wants to play a game as badly as Russell Wilson wants to right now. That performance on Thursday night against Indianapolis, that game in general, I, I I sat there and I asked Crystal, I said, is this what it's like for people to watch the Bears on national TV? Like, is this what it's like? Because this is awful. It was terrible football. It was unbelievable. The fact that a no-touchdown bet was like an easy hit in that game. Correct. Like... Unbelievable. Well, and now you got the news that Russ is hurt. He has a partially torn lat. So here, a question that I want to propose to you is, will this Russell Wilson contract go down as one of the worst contracts ever in the NFL? No. We, the Bears gave Mike Glennon like $80 million. I said one of. Um, I would say it could. It definitely could. Because this I mean, is... We're talking like... Three times. And I remember sitting here on this podcast saying how badly I wanted them to be Russell Wilson's Bears before it was, you know, the whole Justin Fields draft pick was coming down to fruition. I thought about wanting Russell Wilson. You know what, Josh? I'm very glad we didn't get Russell Wilson. And it's not just... It's in every... Aspect of the game. I mean, I feel like Russ's his decision making is horrible. But I also look that you know that relationship with his offensive coordinator, and I you get this offensive coordinator who has had Aaron Rodgers for the last however many years. All of a sudden, like Russell Wilson's game is not Aaron Rodgers' game, right? Like Russell is more of a scramble and. Aaron can scramble, play backyard, all that. But Russ is a, a, this whatever they're doing in Denver. I don't know what it is, but all I do know, it ain't working. And if something doesn't change there, um, at the end of the day, I still believe that the whole reason the Broncos hired Nathaniel Hackett was to get Aaron. It? And then it didn't work. And it didn't work. So now you're like, uh, Russell Wilson and. I think over $200 million. And the thing about that is is that that puts your franchise in a predicament. Correct. Because you have no money. Right. So, very... The the Broncos are... Dare I say that the Broncos are a worse offensive team right now than the Bears? A thousand percent. I, the Bears score touchdowns. Right. I mean... I. You look at their red zone offense, right? I they they, they cannot score Touch the shots. football. No, nope. and that is a huge problem. But Christian, it is now time to fly, Eagles, fly on the road to victory again. Man, they they survived. Yep. That's they, all you got to do. But but you know what, Christian? You know what the Eagles did in the fourth quarter that ended up making the entire difference in the game? They took the points. Yep. 
their infield goal range, what do they do? They take the they point. They kick the field goal. And guess what? They won the They football. win the football game. So all you analytical people, shove that. Right. Like, why? Because Amendola can't make a field goal. Like, that miss that he had, it wasn't even close. No, it was bro. awful. Like, I think it missed the net. And I think Ronald Acuna might miss the rest of baseball. Ooh. Yeah, this is not good. Anyway, sorry, we're getting distracted. Um, I would say that this overall was one of the more unimpressive Eagles performances of the year. But again, that's a tough, long road trip. Right. Like, no matter how posh your travel arrangements are, flying from Philadelphia to Glendale, Arizona to play a football game is hard. Right. It's hard to do. But... What the Eagles don't do, man, is they just they don't turn the ball over. Right. Yeah, Jalen Hurts wasn't great. 26 of 36 for only 239 yards. But what did Jalen Hurts not do? Turn the football he over. He did not turn the football over. He led the team in rushing. That needs to change. Okay, I, just that, that needs to change. Yeah, it does because when you have Miles Sanders on your fantasy team, you can't yeah, have yeah, it. You really, you really need that to change. But again, I mean, this Eagles team just continues to find ways to win. And that's all that matters. Because Al Davis said it best, just Just win, win, baby, win. win. And now we pivot to the other team in the NFC East. How about them Cowboys? How about them Cooper Rush Cowboys? I mean, my goodness, this defense. Now, now. Micah Parsons' strained groin could become could become a thing, right? But at the same, like first of all, L.A. beautiful stadium, yes. Never like, and it's not a home field advantage. No, and the fact that the the Rams had to use a silent Silent count is mind blowing when you're at home. And, like, this Cowboys defense holding L.A. to only 38 yards rushing is unbelievable. Now, Cooper Rush, only 10 of 16, only 100 yards. I would love to know, when was the last time an NFL team was held to only 102 yards passing and won a football game? They only had 102 yards passing, and they won a football game. But Christian, you know what they did a whole lot? They took the points. Yep. Three of three on field goals, and every single one of them was inside 40 yards. Right. And so nine points on field goals inside the 40-yard line. Yep. They just win. And that defense, uh, anyone signing up to play against the Cowboys defense right now. No. Like, it's just, it's unbelievable. They fly to the football. Yep. And you started to see Zeke had a little more in him. Yep. Again, 22 rushes, 78 yards. Not great. But they have a two-headed monster now. Because Tony Pollard's playing football, folks. Eight attempts, 86 yards and a tutty, including a 57-yard run. I mean... They have a two-headed rushing attack now yep. that is unbelievable. All right, Josh, I'm going to pose you the question. Let's go. I know. Here it is. When Dak Prescott comes back. Sorry, I just had to kill a bug. Killing bugs. Yep. Recording pods, killing bugs. 
And we, by the way, really quick, um, shout out to Chesapeake Bay Candles over here. It's pretty good. This is fantastic. Like, right, so here's this. This is my COVID candle, is what I call ooh, it. The, oh, because, this is not good. Right. So this is the scent, the refresh and rejuvenate scent. Okay. That single-handedly was the scent of the man cave. Throughout the COVID lockdowns. Okay. So what would happen is, so Avery had just been born. Katie would go to bed at about 8 o'clock. She would bring Avery downstairs to me, having just fed her a bottle. Avery was knocked out of sleep. Just mm-hmm. gone. So we had this little thing called a boppy or a boopy. It was a little pillow. Would set <coughs> it on the couch right next to me. Uh-huh. I'd have the headset on, gaming with the boys, playing Warzone because Warzone had just dropped. And so we play that for three or four hours. Avery would wake up. I'd feed her another bottle. She'd go back to sleep, would game for four or five more hours until three or four in the morning. Then go to bed. I would sleep five or six hours. It, it was great. And the scent was refresh and rejuvenate. Also, on the fridge is Cafe Al Fresco. Mm, That's a nice, like, coffee, coffee scent. That probably wakes that you candle, up. That candle is still around from... That was the original Cafe Al Fresco candle. Mm. So, we're way off topic. Yeah, yeah, you know what? This is a little... It, we, You know, people in the podcast... They have to know, like, what's, what we're doing. Yeah, what's what's going on? Yeah, like, what, what's going on right now? Um. Yeah. So, anyways, when that comes back... Yeah. I look at this. When Dak is completely healthy, is Dak a top 10 quarterback in the NFL? But Cooper Rush isn't a top 10 quarterback. No, he's not. 10 of 16 for 102 yards is not top 10 material. Won the football game. Okay. So... Does this poise the question of, does Dak provide you more on the offensive side of the ball? Is this like a Bears, you know, like the 2018 Bears team where they have a stellar defense and not much on the offensive side of the ball that a quarterback like Dak Prescott could make them another yes. like step up? I think so. because And here's why. Because at least with Dak... I think you have a guy who's somewhat two-dimensional that right. can move. Yep. Cooper Rush is very, very limited in the pocket for what he can do. Right. He is a pocket passer. I And I think when you look at that wide receiving core that Dallas has, they need a guy right. to get them the football. And while Cooper Rush is a great game manager, hasn't made that costly mistake that cost them the game... Okay, so like we're going to see Sunday when they go against the Eagles, what, what is that going to look like with Cooper Rush? Right. And I still go to, I think Dak Prescott, I don't know if I want to call him an elite talent. He's pretty good. Right. So I, I still would side, yes, you have to put Dak in the game. Dak is your franchise quarterback. Right. Now, I think what this does for Dallas, I agree with you 100%. I just love the people that are like, don't fix what's not broken. Okay. Which we've said on this podcast, but what I'm looking at now, only 102 yards, that's broken now. Well, and it's not, I wouldn't say it's broken. Like, 
If you watch that game, I did, I watched that game, and it really, that's what the game provide, like, that's what the game plan was all along. Run the football, possess the football, and the defense made plays, and as you said, Tony Pollard with that long rush, he didn't have to throw for 300 yards, you know, and so, granted, they won the football game. That's all that matters. I think we are going to see Sunday night what happens when you do not have a good enough offense to keep up with a very good offense. So you look at who Cooper Rush has beaten. He's beaten the Bengals. Yeah, okay. He's beaten the Giants. As a Packer fan, I have no room to talk right now. But the Giants are not that good a football team. We're almost there. I've told you, hang on yep. because I'm losing my cool He's beaten the Commanders, and he's beaten the Rams. He has beaten one team who at the time that they played was over 500. So, yes, it, but it's also to the point now where if, okay, he only 100 yards against L.A., if he comes out and struggles Sunday night against the Eagles, all of this stuff's going to go away, and it's going to be when can we get Dak back, get him back as soon as possible. Right. Um. Speaking of the Commanders, how does Carson Wentz have a job? Hey, hey, now, you stop it. The Bears play them Thursday night. He can have a job for one more week. Okay, fair enough. But listen, for all I know, he's going to have the game of his life. The thing is, is so like if you look at his line against the Titans, 25 of 38, not terrible. 359 yards. Not terrible. Two tuds. <coughs> right. One pick. The problem the problem with the command. All right, so I don't think Carson Wentz is good, period. The Washington is so one-dimensional. They had 43 yards rushing. 43. They're <coughs> getting choked up over here about how bad it is. Their leading rusher. Brian Robinson just, only had 22 yards. Just came back from getting shot. Which, great story. Right. Really cool story. But, like, 22 yards? Carson Wentz is your second leading rusher with 15? The Washington Commanders might be the second worst team in the don't NFL. Say, don't, don't you say that the night before the Bears play them and... Then they beat the Bears, and now all of a sudden the Bears are... No. Commanders are a good football team. No, they're not. Yes, they are. Stop it. The Packers just lost to the Giants. Stop it. Okay? You stop it. The Bears play Washington. Washington's a good football team. Carson Wentz is good when he wants to be. Do you know that the Commanders are now a favorite? They're a favorite tomorrow? Yes. Hmm. What do they know? What does Vegas know? Half point. Half point. And, and the Bears are getting Jalen Johnson back too. Like, so I just want you to know. And the Bears will have a new wide. Uh, we'll talk about that later. Go ahead. Um, so I just, I mean, Carson. I don't, I'm not a Carson Wentz guy. Um, I'm also no longer a Devontae Adams guy. Like, how much of this is frustration on Devontae Adams' part? Like, he's now getting charged again. It's misdemeanor assault. It's it's. End of the day, it's nothing. Send him to jail. I you want to? I do. Uh, he, the he, Raiders blow a seventeen point lead. 
Goon. Because Patty Mahomes probably second in line for the MVP right now. 29 of 43, 292 yards, four touchdowns, no picks. All of them to Travis Kelsey. All four touchdowns yeah. to Travis Kelsey. Right, but like, yeah, because when you have him in the red zone, he had, and his stat line was like he had seven s- receptions for 25 yards. Four touchdowns. Four touchdowns. Right. But what a like, fantasy day. You look, I mean, this, the more that this offense, here was the thing. People had to get this Chiefs team early because, yeah, they lost a lot and they had to put pieces in place. But Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Nicole Hardman, Juju Smith-Schuster, Travis Kelsey, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Jarek McKinnon, like, how, where do you want, like, you, they just keep going. I honestly, this offense is officially now in the mode where, Unless they are off, I don't know how you stop them. Yeah. But, like, Devontae, like, the Raiders, like, this is... Okay, but what lost the Raiders the game was the going for two. Now, again, we don't know if the Chiefs probably come down and kick a field goal and win the game anyway. But, I don't care. I hate that decision. With four minutes to go in the game, you go for two to take the lead. What? Where in your mind... Take the points. You kick the extra point. You tie the game up. You have all the momentum in the world. As soon as you go for two, you don't get it. They have all the momentum. And the they could over. Run, you could run a, a, your four-minute offense, slow the game down. The game's over. Because the fact was, you hadn't really stopped Kansas City at all in the second half. Yeah. It, awful coaching. Um... I think that Josh McDaniels is not as good of a, a coach as everybody thought. You know, Bill Belichick still his daddy. I don't care what anyone says. Um, but this is a very a, a team that we thought, like the Raiders, we thought, holy, like, mackerel, this is going to be a stout division. Man, the Ra- and the Raiders look great for the first 30 minutes of that football game. It was one of those where you're like, oh, well, this team's actually, like, are they finally going to put it together? Because they've been a team that we've been, like, okay, almost like waiting on when are they going to put it together? Mm -hmm. And in that first half, you were like, oh, okay, maybe, you know, this is when they put it together. And then it just fell apart. And then you have Devontae shoving the poor camera guy. And then Devontae's, his apology and all that. Like, here's the thing. Like, this guy, he really didn't even, like, run into Devontae or... Like, he's a camera guy trying to do his job. Right. And Devontae two-hand shoves him. Like, this wasn't a just, like, trying to brace and put your arms out or anything. Like, this was a full two-hand shove. Yeah. I wonder how much of this is frustration on Devontae, though. And listen... He had three catches, 124 yards, and two touchdowns. But what are they not doing? They're not winning football games. Yeah, and here's the thing. Still, three catches. Only seven targets. Right. Like, that's not enough. No. And that's without Darren Waller, who got hurt in the at the beginning of the game. You know, you got Darren Waller. You got uh, Hunter Redenfro. You got Devontae Adams. Who's your number one? Devontae Adams. 
That guy's got to get 10 targets a game. Unless there's a shutdown corner and they're doubling him every single time. Okay, I get it. But the Chiefs don't have that great of a secondary. No. Josh Jacobs should not be getting only two less targets than Devontae Adams. Right. Period. Like, they have to throw the ball a little more. But, man, I don't see this team really being anywhere right now. Um, we're, We're going to talk about the Bears first. In our rivalry roundtable, yes. sponsored by Chesapeake Bay Candles, because I still can't get over. It. I love this candle. It's like very. It is calming. It's fantastic. Yeah, it is. It's. It kind of reminds me of like a hotel lobby. Yeah, a little yeah, bit. yeah, yeah. Yeah, where like you just walk in and you're like, oh, it's just very relaxing. I do have the full collection up on the oh, top yeah, of the yeah. bookshelf right yeah, there. I do see the that. the eucalyptus from Yankee Candle is okay. also very nice and refreshing. Yep. Um, which. I need nice and refreshing after uh, Sunday. But Bears first. Um, I'm going to go first. No, you're not because okay. it's your team. Okay. You can go first on my team. Okay, okay. go first on your team. Okay. Um, first of all, I think the first place that I want to start with this Bears game is – and this might sound a little weird, but – a very impressive performance, I think, overall for the Bears. Um, defensively, they struggled a little bit. But again, lots of defenses are going to struggle. Try The, the duo of Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson might be one of the most electric duos in the NFL. Right. Quite possibly in NFL history. I mean, these guys are... Electric, yeah, and the Bears not having uh, Jalen Johnson was huge, huge on that Justin Jefferson. Huge. The other aspect that I was really, really impressed with was the Bears' offensive line and their ability. They the Vikings only had two sacks. Mm-hmm. Granted, you know there was a little more pressure that was put on Fields, but for there to only be two sacks. In that building is very impressive. What I would like to say to you is your team got peanutted, going peanut Tillman. Not even peanut. It, our, the game literally got yanked from our hands. They pulled a peanut Tillman. Um, but I think this shows number one is if you give Justin time. He is an NFL quarterback, which I had my questions about. But to go on the road and to have that game as close as it was. To have led the game at one point. Correct. Um, after being down 21-3. And really for your run game to have been as limited as they were throughout the whole game. Right. Which they were. I mean, they shut... Minnesota shut the run game down. Um, Overall, I think the Bears are very, very close. They're very close to putting it all together. I still think they need need a weapon on the outside. Like, they got to have it. Because I I do not think Darnell Mooney is that guy. No. I, I, I don't think he is. So whether that's through drafts, whether that's through... You know, whatever. Um, free agency. Free agency. Uh, I, I think the Bears need a guy. 
Yeah, I would agree. Um, is that all? Is that is that what you got on the Bears? Yeah, I, I mean, as a if I were a Bears fan, I would be very encouraged. Okay, you made the one mistake at the end of the game that, again, there's a long train of things where you can't say that one play cost this, one play cost that. But to compete as well as they did in Minnesota, I mean, I think that they are very, very close. Okay, well, do you know where this Amir Smith-Marset, you know where the guy that fumbled the ball at the end of the game, do you know where he was last week? Where was he, Christian? On the Vikings practice squad. That's interesting. <laughs> this is where we're at right now yeah. when it comes to wide receivers. We're trying to like search and find someone. Now, this week, very promising. Now, I'm not saying this is going to change our offense, but Nikhil Harry from New England has been hurt all year. He is activated and he is playing on Thursday night. I think that is a big addition Saying Nikhil Harry is a big addition, that's a little scary. Again, but it just it shows you what we're, we're working with. Losing, yes. listen, Byron Pringle, losing him to IR, that hurt our wide receiver room. But Again, now in saying that. Right. But now you have Nikhil Harry, Darnell Mooney, Equinelius St. Brown. Uh, Dante Pettis might not be able to catch a cold in the middle of a COVID-infested hospital. Um, I don't know what his deal was on Sunday. He couldn't catch a ball. Um, Lewis Jones Jr., the rookie, was able to score a touchdown. Um, I think you're going to see more of him in the offense now that he's healthy. Um, but I'm going to say something that I hate saying, but I'm going to say it. I like this. This loss was a encouraging and – I didn't feel bad about it. No, you can't. Because, again, Bears fans, listen to me. This year, we're not going to the Super Bowl. We're probably not going to the playoffs. But what we can do is build a foundation with our coaching staff. Build a foundation of our offense. And find a quarterback like Justin Fields and get him comfortable in the offense and make him feel like he can quarterback this team to a Super Bowl. That's the ultimate goal. And I'm going to tell you right now, Justin Fields on Sunday looked about as good as he ever has. His elusiveness in the pocket is what really makes me excited. When he spins out, when a guy's coming from his blind side, and he's able to feel that and spin out, and get on the outside and end up picking up a first down. You know, he is so that's the th- what I love about Justin Fields is we finally have a quarterback that on third and eight, if we drop back and they blitz somebody and they don't leave someone in the middle of the field, that's fine. I'm just gonna tuck it, find a hole, and get those eight yards and pick up a first down. He did that three times on Sunday. Fantastic, very impressive stuff from Justin Fields. Vikings have a good defense. Yep. This and this game was not at Soldier Field. You know, playing as you said in US Bank Stadium is a very difficult task for loud. any quarterback in the it's NFL. So loud. And I thought the Bears they just have to put a full game together. Yep. You don't pay that play that bad in the first half. This could could have been a Bears win. 
I'm very encouraged. I'm very excited. I'm very happy we got Montgomery back. I don't care what anyone says. This just proved he is he is the running back. That guy is unbelievable. He's one of the best cutting running backs in the NFL. Best after contact, the yak yards after contact running back in the NFL. You love that, don't you? I love it. He is fantastic. I'm excited. I'm excited for the development. I would love to see Colt Komet a little bit more. Um, again, he got four receptions on four targets for 45 yards, probably his best game. Again, I think you're going to see more of that. I'm excited. Uh, it's crazy to say. I'm excited to see that tomorrow night. I get yeah. to watch the Bears tomorrow night. And one of the things when you're developing teams, when you're developing programs, <laughs> you lose by a lot, then you lose by a little, then you win by a little, then you win by a lot. And I think the Bears... I don't think the Bears are going to blow anybody out this year, but I also think the days of the Bears getting blown out. Now, granted, okay, when they play high-level team, okay, they might get blown out. But the every week being a chance that they get blown out, I think those days are long gone for the Bears. And like I said at the beginning of the podcast, call me crazy. I think the Bears are in a better place moving forward right now than the Green Bay Packers. I'm going to let you go first on my team because I went first on your team. Okay, so I watched this game on Sunday morning. Got up delicious biscuits and gravy, cheesy potatoes. And the game started and the Packers scored and the Packers scored and the Packers scored. And I said, well, that's about it. Because the Giants have nothing, Josh. They have nobody besides Saquon Barkley on their football team. Nobody that is scary offensively than Saquon Barkley. Then all of a sudden, the Packers looked to us almost they were playing comfortable. Like, I've, and I never normally see the Packers play like that, where it's like, we're up by a lot. We can kind of slow the game down, take our time. Then all of a sudden, three and out, punt. Then all of a sudden, this game becomes a football game. Then the next thing you know, the Packers, the Giants, they're in a match. They're in a bloodbath. Guys are getting hurt. There is blood on Daniel Jones' arm. Next thing you know, Saquon Barkley takes the ball in. Touchdown. Giants go up. But then again, who's on the other side of the football, Josh? Aaron Rodgers. So everybody's sitting there and we're like, too much time. Aaron Rodgers can go right down the field. Packers, what do they do? Go right down the field. Then all of a sudden, the Packers forget, Josh. There's a guy. There's two guys. That line up behind Aaron Rodgers by the name of who, Josh? Who Aaron they? Jones and A.J. Dillon. A.J. Dillon is the most difficult guy in the NFL to tackle. And I don't care what anyone says. If you need two yards and it's second down and it's third down and it's fourth down, how do you not give any of those touches to A.J. Dillon? Mm-hmm. 
And then all of a sudden, the ball gets tipped, the game's over, and we all are like, what just happened? How did the Packers lose this football game? I was blown away. And it, it again, it just proves anything can happen in those international games. I don't care what anyone says. But if you're the Green Bay Packers and you have that game the way that you did, and then you lose it, now all of a sudden question marks are going to come up. Evidently, Aaron Rodgers has a thumb injury now. They say it's not a big deal, but guess what? If that's that thumb injury is on your throwing hand, is it on his throwing hand? Do we know? I don't know. I don't know if it is or not, but if it is, next thing we know, this could become problematic for the rest of their season. Um, I don't know, Josh. It's very interesting to me, but... I guess we're just going to have to see. But I'm going to open the floor for you because I have been waiting all day for this very moment. Okay. So I think it was, I don't know if it was week one or maybe even our season preview. Like I told you that like that NFC divisional round loss last year to the 49ers. Like there are very few losses in my fandom that like I refuse to talk, listen, watch, or really consume in any way anything from those games. The ones off the top of my head are 2015 Final Four, where Kentucky lost to Wisconsin. The Whatever the, I believe it was the 2018 Final Four where Luke May, or Elite Eight, where Luke May um, beat Kentucky on that last second shot yep. in the Elite Eight. That, that NFC division game last year ranks right up there because it, like, it got to a point. Where, like last year, for the better part of that season, the Green Bay Packers were the best team in the NFL. And honestly and truly, it really wasn't even close. Then they lose in the NFC Divisional Round. To Robbie Gold. To what I called an all-systems failure. It was all-systems failed at that point. This second half, again, was an all-systems failure for the Green Bay Packers. All-systems failure. And I'm just, I, I cannot remember, a, and I know they're like, it's week five, you're still three and two. You're going to be five and two after the next two weeks. Okay. It's how just... There's no real, it's almost like they're playing apathetically. Like there's no real drive. There's no real motivation with any of these guys right now. No. It's to the point where, and what really, you brought it up a little bit. But what really gets me is if you look at, oh, which drive? It wasn't the first drive. Uh, actually, it was. It was the first drive of the fourth quarter that the Packers had. So the Giants had just gone 15 plays, 91 yards in eight minutes. 
The Packers' next drive. Deep pass to Alan Lazard. Incomplete. Pass to Randall Cobb. Incomplete. Deep pass to Alan Lazard. Incomplete. For a grand total of three plays in 26 seconds. Run the ball. You have Aaron Jones. You have A.J. Dillon. Hate to break it to you. Aaron Rodgers is not that guy anymore with this wide receiver core. Maybe it's the wide receiver core. Maybe it's Aaron Rodgers. I don't know. He's not that guy. Then you look. For the life of me. It almost goes back to the Seahawks on the two-yard line in the Super Bowl. You have Marshawn Lynch. A.J. Dillon, I'm not saying he's Marshawn Lynch, but is very, very similar. You have two guys who on average per carry were 4.8 and 5.7 yards per carry. That would have given you a first down, if not touchdown. But what do we do? We take shot plays to the end zone twice. It's an all systems failure right now. And this is coming off of a week where we barely beat the Bailey Zappi led New England Patriots. Coming off of not looking great, our offense against Tampa only scored 14 points. Off of, okay, we beat the Bears pretty good. Off of getting shellacked in Minnesota. This offense now, five weeks in, has not had a single performance where I'm like, yep, we're going to figure it out. Run the ball. It's all systems failure. For me right now, as a Packer fan, I'm looking at this. Okay, we should beat the Jets. We should beat the Commanders. Fine. Then we got to go to Buffalo. We're going to get smacked. Right now, I don't know if we can outscore the Lions, even though they just got shut out. Then we got to go to Dallas. Probably get Dak then. Probably will get Dak. Or Dallas has to come to us. Then we get Cindy's Titans. Then we got to play the Eagles. Then we're at Soldier Field. Right now, I mean, I think the Bears are going to win that football game. Then it's the Rams. Gee. Then we got to go to Miami. And then we got to play Minnesota's already. Like, I'm now struggling to find nine wins on this schedule. Yeah, you look at that. You get the Bills, and then you go Cowboys, Titans, Eagles, Bears, Rams, Dolphins, Vikings. I don't see nine wins. So for all this talk of, oh, well, it's still Aaron Rodgers this. It's still, that's done. That's off the table. And it's to the point now where I, the next two weeks, if you don't come out and dominate the Jets and dominate the Commanders, fire everybody. Because, and I was talking with somebody at work today, the standard in Green Bay has to be a little higher. That was a home game we played in London. The Packers fans expect more than almost any other fan base in all of football. Period. Because the standard's a little different. And this Green Bay Packer team, the way they carry themselves on the field and the way that they're playing the game is not up to that standard. And I've just about had it. I've had it. I'm done. Like, yeah, I'm still going to watch the games. I'm still a Packer fan. What do I still have flying outside of my house right now? A a Packer flag. A a flag. Packer (laughs) flag. I don't know. There's seven and a half point favorites right now against the Jets. Probably take the Jets. If we're just being honest. 
because I do not see this Packers not team. Not in Lambeau. I don't care. Not, no. I don't care. It doesn't matter where you play because the fact is, I think the Jets are better than the Patriots. We played the Patriots in Lambeau. Guess what? Barely. I just This team has not put together a solid game. Not once. I don't know, man. Like, I'm just... The playoffs... Yeah, no, let's just try to finish above 500 this year, boys. And maybe it's time that we all just need a little more love in our life. And I'm going to let you decode that for oh, whatever you no. think that means. You're telling no. me... Okay, yeah. Call me crazy. That's you fine. Are, you're you're telling me. You're telling me you're that insane. against that Giants team that Jordan Love could throw for 230 yards. I don't. You have Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. You are not going to call on Jordan Love. Get your in just because you lost a game in London. It's not about all. It's not just about the losses. It's about how what has happened. Here's the other part of this. Those two throws at the goal lines were called runs, and Rodgers checked out of them. They were all they were RPOs. Like, this guy needs to understand you don't have Devontae anymore. Yeah, if you got Devontae and you want to take a shot to him on second down, maybe even on third down, okay, fine. Right. You have a top three wide receiver, fine. Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb are not top 50 wide receivers in the NFL. Again, exaggerating, but... You don't have those guys. You can't try to roll that way anymore because it quite simply is just not going to work. And much like Shakira, our picks don't lie. Uh, No guess this week. Uh, Try to get one. Didn't work out. Just you and me. That's cool. Just the two Two of us. We We can make make it if we we try. try. Uh, Hey. Much better week this week for me. Um, ten and six. You took a little step back, but again, I think expecting to go thirteen and three every week would be. Yeah, I, I'll I, take. I'll can, take ten and six. Jason. Yeah, Jason. Eight and eight. Yeah, you're gonna have to. Great, you're gonna have to do better, dear Hoagie. Yeah. Um. So you are still in the throne. Yes, I am. You are still in the throne. You are still in. The overall leader thrown of uh, 46 and 33 on the year. I am 45 and 34. Uh, just jumping right in. Let's jump right in because we jump. And the first game of the week, the Chicago Bears. The Bears. The Bears. On the lakefront. On the lakefront, dear. I can have lots of Polish sausages going there. <laughs> uh, some RC cold cola. I really hope once they move out of Soldier Field, they get a real. They cop. get like a real soda. Yeah, something. Um, this one, I I'm shocked at the line. So when when I did this uh, earlier, it was even, and now it's, the Commanders are technically favored at minus half. Um, I'm taking the Bears though. I mean, like I, the Commanders are terrible. They're a horrible football team. I think we can see, you know, the Bears finally putting a full game together. Uh, bear down this week. Um, I'm not going to say that the Commanders are terrible because I think there's, you know, their offense. They can put up yards. They can put up points. Um, but um, I, I'm going for the Bears. I can't. 
I, I there's nothing that makes me believe that if we can just continue with what we did last weekend, um, we're getting some guys back this week. I think that's huge for our football team. Justin Fields could have a big day at home. Hopefully, Soldier Field is rocking on a beautiful Thursday night. I don't even know what the weather is. What's the weather looking Chilly. like in Chicago tomorrow? Low 40s, upper 30s for hey, game time. Bear but, weather. Yeah, that is bear, bear weather. weather. We like it. Bear down. Bear. Shh. The Jets are going to beat the Packers. Here's another Josh bailout pick sponsored no, by... No, it's not. It, it is the fact that my confidence right now in the Green Bay Packers... Has never been lower. I could give you on... I, if the Packers were to play the Commanders, I'd pick the Packers. If the Packers were to play the Houston Texans, I would pick the Packers. If the Packers were to play the Jacksonville Jaguars, I would pick the Packers. And if the Packers were to play the Pittsburgh Steelers, throw Carolina in there. Anyone else in football right now, I do not have the confidence that the Green Bay Packers can beat them. Well, I'm picking the Packers. I think there's a big bounce back game at home. I think they win. I think they cover. I think they win by a billion, Josh. I think. I hope are. you're right. Um, I, I I need like this last football weekend for me. You have Kentucky losing a stinker at home to South Carolina, and that was a 6:30 start. So that game got done at like nine or so, and then you turned right around Sunday morning. First thing you had the Packers losing like. Those 18 hours were rough, horrible for football. I need a big bounce back for both the Cats and the Packers, but it's not going to happen because the Jets are going to beat the Packers. I hope I hope you're right. Yeah, that would be fantastic. I know you do. Uh, Niners and Falcons here. Um, I, the Falcons are playing better, as was seen uh, with their trip um, to Tampa last week. But I just right now, man, I. The Niners are playing some football. Uh, give me the Niners. Yeah, I'm taking the Niners as well. Uh, come come on, Debo. Help me out this weekend. Um, I think the 49ers defense is really playing well. Atlanta's defense, as you said, is looking a little better. It really played well against Tampa Bay. Um, but I just don't feel like Atlanta's got enough on the offensive side of the ball to win the football game. I, I think that's going to be the key. Um, New England at Cleveland. Man, like, when was the last time that the Browns were favored over the Patriots at all? And um, it sounds like Mac Jones could be ready not this week, but next week. So, I I don't think Bailey Zappi is that guy yet. Um, so, I'm going to take Cleveland over the past this week. Um, I'm taking New England. Um, I think that their defense does enough to keep them in that football games. Is. Um, I think what they did to that... High-powered Detroit offense last week was impressive. Mm -hmm. So if you do that, then your quarterback is not required to make all these plays. Um, I'm taking New England. I think their defense does enough to win them this game. Jacksonville, Indianapolis. Ah, Again, apologies to your wife, to Peyton. The Colts are not a fun football team to watch. The Jaguars... Not really a fun football team to watch. No one is like flipping on the games and being like, I want to watch Jacksonville and Indianapolis. But I think the Colts are going to eke this one out. Um, I think this pushes my statement of Jacksonville's not going to finish above 500, even towards more certainty. Uh, Give me the Colts. There's a little team right now that owns Indianapolis. 
And that's the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, but they got Matt Ryan now. I don't care. <laughs> I am telling you right now, Indianapolis right now would rather play Buffalo than Jacksonville at this point. The Jacksonville calls them... You also said that about the Bears and the Vikings last week. Yeah, but... Hey, it almost happened. But I'm I'm going Jacksonville on the road. Um, I just I don't think you know Jonathan Taylor. What's his status? What's his ankle? Uh, I think that's a very big point. Uh, Jacksonville playing. I I feel like when they play in decent weather, their offense is explosive. They got you know Travis Etienne, James Robinson, Christian Kirk on the outside. Um, I, I'm, I'm going Jacksonville. Then their defense is playing quite well as well. Minnesota at Miami. I think this would be a completely different game three weeks ago with a healthy Tua. Yeah. Um, without a healthy Tua, I really don't see Miami being able to keep up with Minnesota. But again, really, really weird things happen in Miami. They do. So would I be at all surprised if the Dolphins found a way to knock off the Vikings? No. Because that is a huge climate change going from playing in the comforts of your own <laughs> dome. Hot, see what I did. Yep. See what I did there. Uh, to having to go to Miami, I think this is a very tough road test for Minnesota. Um, but I do think that fighting purple people eaters will get a way to get. We'll find a way to get things done. Yeah, Skylar Thompson starting this week for uh, Miami, uh, rookie that finished the game last week. Um, I want to say Miami wins this football game. This line is really close, if you ask me. I yeah. mean, uh, three. I like Minnesota, the way they played last week. Again, Kirk Cousins at noon is a lot different than Kirk Cousins <laughs> during on primetime. So for that reason, I'm going Minnesota. Uh, Cincy at New Orleans. So this brings up an interesting question um, that I wanted to pose earlier, but I forgot. Is the traditional... NFL running back becoming, I don't want to say obsolete, but of second nature to your running backs who you can also put outside as a wide receiver. Yeah, I think that you almost need that now. Um, unless you're just extraordinarily good like a like a Derrick Henry. Um, right. Which, and even we've seen this year yeah he's, he's developing been very very limited and they're having to move him outside right. a little bit more and they're trying to develop him into that pass catching or back. you're just the new orleans saints and you're like actually what we're going to have is we have a wide receiver play tight end who also plays quarterback i still don't get that like I, what is taysom hill a you it should be you he, he's utility. just he's a utility guy he is the ultimate flex guy for fantasy football um so with this Cincinnati team having to go to New Orleans, um, a must-win game for Cincinnati. Yep. Um, I'm going to stick with Joe Burrow because I think playing inside might help to get that pass game going a little bit. But again, would not be at all surprised if New Orleans jumps up and gets Cincinnati on this one. I think the big storyline of this football game, Josh, is going to be the front line of Cincinnati versus that defensive line in New Orleans. Um if they can protect protect Joe Burrow, Cincinnati's going to win this football game. Um, however, New Orleans, they're just like a wild card, man. They just, you never know what you're going to get. No, you really don't. Um, Kamara coming back really helps that team. There's a chance Michael Tim- Thomas comes back this week. Um, I'm going New Orleans at home. 
Um, Cincinnati just does not, has not, and hasn't proved to me that they're the Cincinnati team that made the Super Bowl last year. Their offensive line struggles. If Mixon doesn't get the run game going for Cincinnati, they're one-dimensional. They only can throw the football. And if you take away Jamar Chase, then all of a sudden, you know, T. Higgins hurt. This is a, a completely different football team. I'm going New Orleans at home. An interesting line here with the Ravens and the Giants. Mm-hmm. Very interesting line. Mm-hmm. Um, with the Giants seemingly back to having Daniel Jones, and I, I like the Giants in this game against Baltimore. I really do. So you know what, Christian? I'm taking the Giants. Okay, so we have now... Saquon Barkley on the injury report for New for the Giants. He was limited with a shoulder. Um, but now you still don't have Kadarius Toney. You don't have Kenny Galladay. But clearly last week that showed you that that's Doesn't no really problem. Yeah, there's no, that's no problem. However, going to be a problem against the Ravens. Um Big win for them on Sunday night. I think they followed this up with a big road win in New York. Um, I think that Lamar is poses a whole different problem for that Giants defense. Um, I I do like the way that the the uh, Ravens are really running the football and they're using Lamar almost like a decoy. Um, that that almost like an I formation, like the or T formation that they have, where it's like a, a an option run to an option pitch with a throw, and a, a, it's very difficult to stop. I like Baltimore in this game on the road. I even like them to cover Josh. I really do. I think Baltimore wins this game by ten plus points, and I don't know when the Giants will get any respect. Tampa at Pittsburgh. Tampa. Tampa. Yeah, Tampa. Right. Tom Brady going to Pittsburgh. Like, that's just Tampa. Yep. Uh, Carolina, uh, I oh, another one. Like, these two. Like, the Tampa at Pittsburgh and Carolina at L.A. Like, as mediocre as L.A. has looked, uh, Carolina is horrible. I think Baker Mayfield might be a bottom five quarterback in the NFL. <laughs> uh, going up against the Rams... Uh, will there be anyone at this game is the question. The Rams don't have fans and the Panthers don't have fans. Both of those home games were road games uh, with the Niners fans taking over Carolina and Dallas fans taking over L.A. Still, give me L.A. Hot take of the day is not Carolina beating the Rams. Okay. The hot take is that Christian McCaffrey will not be in a Carolina Panthers uniform for much longer. I think the, on the trade deadline, they're now gonna they're going to move him to a contending team. And that team, Josh, is going to become even scarier than what they already are. The Buffalo Bills are going to sell out. Could you imagine if they somehow added Odell and Christian McCaffrey? Uh, I'm because tell- right now they're odds on favor to get Odell too. Well, I'm just going to tell you right now. If I am the Bills, who would you rather have? An Odell Beckham coming off an ACL tear or a potential... Oh, you'd rather have CMC. 
And in that offense, that's CMC, baby. Correct. That is a CMC offense. And I am going to tell you, I love the fact that Christian McCaffrey could move to Buffalo. I think that that move automatically makes the Bills an odds-on favor to win the Super Bowl. Cardinals and Seattle, um, again, when you compare it with the two games that we got coming up here, um, but again, kind of a tricky one here. Geno's been slinging the ball, man. Yeah, he, he is. He really a, has. He's a sneaky good fantasy football quarterback. Yeah, I tried to pick him up. Jason, I hate you. Um, <laughs> with this one, though, I, uh, I like what I saw from Arizona. I think that they're slowly going to figure some stuff out. Um Again, I think they can go on the road, and I think that Arizona's going to knock off Seattle this week. Uh, I like Arizona as well. Um, Seattle is, again, they're playing good football, um, but this is a must-win game for Arizona. Um, If you want to stay in contention in that division, you're going to have to win this football game. So I like Arizona to win. Game of the year so far. Buffalo and Kansas City. Again, so disappointing it's not Monday or Sunday. I would like it Monday night with Joe Buck, Troy Aikman. Yes. Uh, I think that would be phenomenal. Um, I'm kind of hoping, is this game on CBS? So we're going to yes. get Romo and Nance? Yes. So that's that's a... It's pretty good. Yeah. Um, I would say that's the second best option. Man, I I don't know where to go with this. Um, I think Buffalo has looked like more of a complete team. I think can't, even this last week... Kansas City had to come back at home. And the one thing that the Bills are not going to let you do, they are not going to let you come back. Kansas City has to put together a full game. I haven't seen that yet. The Bills have put together full games. Because of that, I'm taking the Bills. I eat. I have eaten my words about Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> a couple too many times. Already. And I think I'm going to eat them even more when we meet next week because I'm picking Kansas City to beat Buffalo at home. Oh, I really think that win at home against the Raiders, again, a Raiders team that needed a win more than anything. Uh-huh. Desperate for a win. It didn't get one. Buffalo's going to come in this game. Yes, it's going to be the most hyped up game on Sunday, by far. I don't. It's going to be up there with Dallas and Philly, but I just have a feeling Kansas City pulls off a win at home. Travis Kelsey is going to have a big game. If but the problem is protecting Patrick Mahomes. That Buffalo Bills defensive line is scary, scary. Raiders were able to get to Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is going to have to be mobile. He's going to have to make plays, and that's what he does, and that's what he does best. I'm going Kansas City. And now for the second time in the podcast, it is time to... Fly, Eagles fly, on the road to victory. A little like Michael Buble from yeah. Sinatra version yeah. for you right there. Um, I th- This is... All right. Are the Eagles for real? Because, you know, we if you look at who they've played, really up until this point, nothing about the Eagles has said huge statement win. They have had good wins. You going on the road to Arizona, good win. But you look other than that, they beat the Jaguars. 
Not great. Beat the Commanders. Not great. They beat the Vikings. Pretty good. Mm -hmm. That was at home. And they beat the Lions. So you look at this. They really haven't beaten anyone yet. And now you get Dallas coming into Philly on a Sunday night. Friends, if you are a Cowboys fan who lives in Philly, do not wear Cowboys stuff, especially if you're going to the game. You will not make it out alive. This will tell us everything we need to know. And I think what it's going to tell us is that the Cowboys are the team to beat still in the NFC East. Wow. Now, for those of you that don't know, which there's no way of you knowing, Josh had Philly typed in our spreadsheet, and as he was talking, changed it. I did. To Dallas. I am not changing. I'm going Philly. At home. Again, Micah Parsons' health is up in the air. Cooper Rush is a guy that just came off throwing 106 yards. Does not scare me. Philly's defense, that secondary has been flying around. Uh, I like Philly at home. Monday night, like what's so frustrating is you go off of a great, you got Buffalo, Kansas City, 325 on Sunday. You got Dallas, Philly, Sunday night. Then you get Broncos, Chargers, Monday night. Goo. Like at least you have Disney to look forward to. Yeah, that's. Like for those of us who are, you know, anyways. Uh, Goal charges go. Uh, the Broncos can't score. That's a problem. Feed Austin Eckler. I think Austin Eckler could have 700 yards uh, this week, given the Chargers. Yeah, I, I'm taking the Chargers as well. I just don't see a way that Denver will be. Now, again, Denver might have a home field advantage in L.A. This kind of seems like a, a common thing that happens in L.A. Um, yeah, I, I like the Chargers in this one. I think... A uh, big bounce back game. If they could, st- I'm waiting for Keenan Allen to get back in this lineup. I think would really help this team. Um, but Mike Williams is doing a great job on the outside. Again, you got Austin Eckler, dynamic playmaker. I'm I'm going with Mr. Herbert at home. Locks for me this week. Uh, I really like Indy at home against Jacksonville. Only having to cover two points. I think they do that easily. Give me the Colts. Uh, my lock of the week is the Green Bay Packers at home after you lose to the other New York team. There's only one thing to do, and that's to turn around and hammer the brother that nobody even knows exists. And I hope th- you're right. And that, I am saying, is the Jets. And the reason I'm taking Green Bay as my lock, my locks, I'm pretty sure, are 0-5 this year. So this maybe will... I don't know. I think maybe I hit my lock last week. Okay, can I ask you an honest question? Yeah. I am so upbeat about your team. Yeah? Why do you hate mine Because yours is beating so mine on much. a consistent... Yeah, um, my locks are 0-1, 0-2, 0-3. You won week 3. You won week 3. No, I did not. Vegas, 0-3. You won week 4. I won week 4. 1-4. Okay. Uh, Tampa Bay did not cover. And Philly didn't cover. And Philly didn't cover. So, one lock is good. 
Now, again, the Packers could win by five. The Packers could still win this okay, game, and right, it's not a lot. But, like, why do you wish so much ill on my team? Because your team has a, a man that is mortal enemy number one. And it is the one man on the entire planet. If he were to come to my team, I would just say, I'm done. I don't want him. Get out. I hate him. I just hate him. I hate his demeanor. I hate his stupid hair. I hate everything about him. He needs to get a haircut. Does he not look like a total douche? He I looks mean, like a yeah. douche. He, yeah, he does. This is why his family disowned him, Josh. He looks like a douche. Well, families disown you if you have good talent. Look what Giselle's doing to Tom. Oh, <laughs> okay. oh my goodness. So, like, the two guys of our generation... Like their families just don't love them anymore. This 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 <laughs> podcast is also sponsored by one eight hundred divorce lawyer. Yeah, divorce like, lawyer. This has just gone off the rails. I mean, we uh, had sorry, Tom. We, we had a five minute discussion about my candles. <laughs> I mean, this this pod- this is a great pod. Yeah. Okay. We like the fantastic. We need we need to wrap this up before we get in serious trouble again. I wish nothing but the best for your football team. And I ha- I, and I wish nothing um, but the worst on yours on so Sunday. Just for the record, folks. Again, this is how things go. This is how things progress in our relationship again i've taken the man three or four times to cubs games he still has never accompanied me once to a white Sox game i might die on the south side i mean we've been to blackhawks games together we're working on your team is in colorado when i get enough flight credits from southwest (laughs) i'll fly out to colorado and again i wish nothing but the best for your football team and you You're so mind. full of it. You're you so full of it. Mind. Yeah, okay. Um, so anyways, <laughs> <laughs> we're wrapping up. Enjoy week six. We'll talk to you next week. Bear down.